Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey folks, happy Thursday, uh, happy almost end of the week, it is Friday tomorrow, we made it to the end of another work week, very happy for all of us, still don't have any Blue Jackets hockey, but we may have some kind of hockey real soon, the playoffs start this weekend and I'm very excited personally, welcome to Locked on Blue Jackets, we're part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them we sent you. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. Today, we will be talking to Laura Saba of Lockdown Canadians to say why we should be rooting for the Habs in the upcoming playoffs. And Laura talked for quite a while, which is great. Uh... So if, if you still don't know who to root for in the playoffs, then maybe maybe the Habs is for you. So I will uh, I'll just get right into that conversation. So I'm here with Laura Saba, one half of the wonderful team over at Lockdown Canadians. Uh, I personally have kind of a spotty history with the Canadians that is 100% irrational, but I'm, I'm getting over it slowly. Um, <laughs> but she is here today to kind of pitch the Montreal Canadiens as a bandwagon team for Blue Jackets fans uh, and I'm excited to hear some reasons that presumably are not just uh, because they're playing Toronto which was my main selling point for why people should root for the Blue Jackets last year. (laughs) I mean that's why I did root for the Blue Jackets last year I won't lie to you so I'm very curious as to your spotty history with the Canadians is it is it long-standing or does it just have to do with this past offseason? No literally like when I, it was like 2014, I was kind of new to hockey. And for some reason, I don't remember what happened, but something happened with the Canadians. And I was like, well, these guys are my enemy now. Uh, <laughs> and it just kind of stuck around. And then they traded uh, PK Subban. So I was mad at them for that. And so were we. Now I'm like, well, I guess they, you guys keep getting guys that I like is the thing. So now I'm like, well, I guess, I guess it's acceptable to, to exist now. <laughs> It's okay. Um, all right. So I guess the number one thing is obviously they are playing Toronto. Uh, number two is, do you like underdog narratives? Because personally, I didn't think that it was going to be an underdog narrative. I thought at the beginning of the year, the Canadians were going to come second in the division and they weren't going to have to meet Toronto until uh, the second round of the playoffs. And I, uh, unfortunately, they hit a lot of bumps in the road. Uh, some of the bumps were really long. And um, and so now we're here and we are rooting. Uh, we, are, we are faced with uh, a team that is heavily expected not just to lose, but to be swept. And my feelings are a little bit hurt, to be honest. Like all of these Toronto and four predictions. I mean, were you not there last year when people said Pittsburgh and two? or whatever it was in that preliminary round. Like, were you not there for that? It's just, and the team like has better players on it now. Um, And then, you know, when people were like, oh, well, you know, Pittsburgh couldn't do it. Maybe they were just tired or underestimated them, but Philly didn't. 
And then they took Philly to seven games, you know, and, and Carter Hart stood on his head on for two of the of their wins. So I just feel like all this underestimating Montreal is just a little bit hurtful and very, very, uh, what do you call it? You know, short-term memory kind of thing. So that's one. There, you know, if you like underdog narratives, that's one. If if you like uh, an entire country's hockey media to be wrong, that's another one uh, that you know you might like. Uh, I think for Blue Jackets fans, the first thing I'm going to talk about, obviously, is Josh Anderson. Uh, oh I, <laughs> we miss him. It's, it, it's not like a rub it in kind of thing. Like, I don't think that anybody thought that uh, it was going to work out this well in Montreal for him. Uh, when he was first traded or like, it was like, oh, this is an overpay. And then they signed him uh, for a ridiculous amount of money. And everybody was like, oh, this is, this is an even worse mistake. It's an overpay. Like the guy had one goal last year. And it's like, he was injured last year. Like, I don't know any other players who were like on the IR and scoring goals. I don't know about you, but this is the first I would have heard of any. Anyway, but he's actually the thing that I, I, I like the most about him personally. People are like, oh, he scores goals or he's a power forward or whatever. But I just really like that he gets under the skin of the Leafs and their fans and the Senators and their fans. Like they hate him. And they like the fan base hates him. The players hate him. I just, I love that. Uh, so, you know, that that's my favorite thing about him, but he's also just kind of, he seems like a fun guy and he, the way that he plays, I find that his, like, I, I like to call it, he wills the puck uh, up, up, up the, uh, up the ice. You know, he, he, you can, you can barely force him off the puck, which is something that I just like, I absolutely love. And he, I, I think he, he puts in a lot of effort uh, and he's got like a really great attitude. He's, you know, he's cheerful. He's upbeat. He contributes a lot. Anybody who's been paying attention will notice that his offense has dropped off a little bit in the last little while. And that's kind of coincided with the Canadians breakout and transition game slowly declining. So really, you know, on an, on a system that works, Josh Anderson is just He's awesome. He's amazing. He's fun to watch. It's fun to watch other people get annoyed with him. He has a pretty face. Uh, that that always helps. I don't know if that matters to you. It doesn't really matter to me because I'm just going to be a Canadian fan anyway, no matter what the team looks like. Uh, but I do like that that he annoys the crap out of people, and I feel like he's that kind of guy where. Um, you know, one of the things that people love about him is that he gets really frustrated with himself when he can't score, but when an opportunity shows up to set up somebody else that is more likely to score, like he will, he, he won't hog the puck. He's, he's not that possessive, uh, kind of guy and you can see it in his attitude and the team seems to like him. So that's my like first reason. If you don't, if, if you're not an underdog narrative person, maybe you're kind of like a, nostalgia I miss him kind of person and, and there's Josh Anderson so the next um the next thing that I would say is that Carey Price is uh he's got this god mode that he's sometimes able to turn on in a tournament or in a playoff series and he's been out with a concussion but he's been ready to come back for a couple of days now and he's been practicing regularly they just haven't activated him yet uh, he loves playing against Toronto, uh, and I'm hoping that this is one of those cases where he brings it, and, because when you see Carey Price at the top of his game or on his game in a short sample size, right, we're talking playoffs, it's not like 
Carrie Price is aged and he's tired and he's, you know, he's inconsistent or whatever, like arrested, prepared Carrie Price, who's just on his game. He's got his confidence. It's going to be so beautiful to watch him play goal. And I think as a goalie, you probably agree. Yeah, hundred percent. I, yeah, I will watch Carrie Price play like every day. He's, he's one of my favorite, he's one of my favorite guys to watch. Um, I was talking about this the, the other day, actually, I was on a, a different podcast that were like, you know, who, whose style do you emulate? And I'm like, well, I wish I could be a Carey Price, you know, he's graceful and just controlled all the time. But unfortunately, some of us have to play the Jonathan Quick style of goaltending, which is kind of <laughs> like cat, cat with a laser pointer. Um, so <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um well, that's the thing, right? He makes it look so easy. Sometimes you watch him do something that no other goalie can do. Well, I guess that's not true. I feel like the the, the uh, rising crop of goalies is, is slowly becoming that kind of athletic, uh, quick reflexes kind of uh, goalie, goaltending style. But I just, when he does something and it looks impossible, he makes it look effortless and easy. And exactly like you said, it's very graceful, very chill. And I just, I love Carey Price on his game. And he likes bringing it against really good players like Austin Matthews and really good teams like the Toronto Maple Leafs. So that's that's another reason. Uh, I don't know if you need any more, but I will give you some more. <laughs> There's plenty there. I mean, um, those, are, those are some pretty pretty compelling pretty compelling reasons, honestly. <laughs> like, I'm I'm half convinced now. Like, and it's tough because again, Toronto. Like, I haven't sat down and talked to the the Leafs guy yet, but. It's, it's very much, it's a similar story of, oh, well, we have Nick Foligno. And I'm like, why must you play on my heartstrings like this? Like, I don't want to root for Josh Anderson versus Nick Foligno. I would like them both to, to come home, but Montreal- You want them both is, to be happy. Yeah. Montreal <laughs> is, the, is the less objectionable choice just because, even if it's just because they're not, not Toronto, you know? Because we had the same kind of thing last year of, oh, well, obviously Leafs in three you know (laughs) the year before it was oh lightning in three and yeah underdogs are that's kind of been what I've been going for with this kind of mini series is um I because the Blue Jackets aren't in the playoffs and my part-time team the Kings aren't in the playoffs it's very much a case of well I'm gonna root for chaos I'm gonna root for upset I want the number eight seeds to beat the number one seeds and Beyond that, like, I just kind of hope everyone except Toronto and Pittsburgh have a nice time. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to agree with you there. Uh, other than Boston, I also hope Boston doesn't have a good time. Coming up next, uh, I've got more of a conversation with Laura. But first, I've got to tell you about Wealthfront. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio, and they can create that portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. There's going to be no manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on the preferences that you control at the click of a button. And Wilfred can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25 advisory fee. And best of all, that's automatic too. Wealthfront is stretched with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash lockdownNHL. All you need is $500 to get started, grow your wealth the easy way, and let Wealthfront do the work for you. 
Once again, to get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. That is W E A L T H F R O N T dot com slash locked on NHL to start growing your savings. Get started today with wealthfront.com. It depends on who you are, right? Like, right. if you're, if you're, let's say, um, the person that you relate to most in like um, the Marvel uh, cinematic universe is Loki, um, then, you know, the Habs have Corey Perry. So like, that's an option. Personally, it's been really rough watching him on the Canadians because he hasn't done anything objectionable yet. Uh, and I've been waiting for it <laughs> exactly. to happen you're waiting for it to happen but he's been like such a revelation on like people thought that he was washed you know he's only making minimum salary on the canadians because as i recently found out that he's still on the anaheim ducks uh salary uh payroll uh, which i did not know uh and and i realized later I, i knew they'd like bought him out but i was like that was like how many years ago anyway but he's been really, really impressive. But if you if you, if you like like mischief, you've got you've got you've got him. Uh, there are a couple of other players that are a little bit more on the delightful side. For example, Tyler Toffoli, and he's got an adorable dog. So if you like dogs, that's that's definitely the person to root for. And he wrote uh, as we're recording this earlier. On this day, he wrote something for the Players' Tribune that just like, you know, he was talking about how lucky and happy he is to be a Montreal Canadian. And right now, in my eyes, Tyler Toffoli can do no wrong <laughs> because no, Tyler of that. Tyler has never done anything wrong in his life. I, I really love Toffoli, <laughs> actually. And again, that's another guy where like, when you signed him, I was like, damn it. <laughs> because A, I wanted him on the Blue Jackets because we needed that kind of scoring winger, but also B, because of my long-standing habs issue um but now i'm like okay fine i give in i guess i guess again i will be happy for tyler toffoli and his small dog and josh anderson yes and and he's just he's he's also been a delight right like he, he he's been the kind of player that also much like josh anderson shows up cheerful you know like great attitude people love him and he makes it look effortless and I didn't realize like he was good defensively too when they first got him I was like oh great they're shoring up the scoring this is a very reasonable contract which at this point if you look at his record for this season it's a steal of a contract um and and he's just he's doing really well and I I honestly that to me is 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 enough like just the fact that he's producing but he loves it here he's embracing it here his attitude is great his teammates love him if you like kind of unsung hero type people there are multiple people on the Canadians that are like that uh so you know somebody like Arturi Lekanen uh who has brought it every single game that he's played on the Montreal Canadiens uh like literally every single game and he and Jake Evans have kind of come together to be these like workhorse type people where some games you've got like your first three lines that literally are doing nothing uh, whether they can't or they don't feel like it and Arturi Lekkinen and Jake Evans they bring it every single game it's like you know, they get scratched once and they, they never want to leave the, like, they never want to be scratched again, right? Like they're playing like they never, ever, ever want to be out of the lineup ever again. And I just love that because they've been consistent with this since they joined the Canadians. Well, since uh, Jake Evans joined Laval too. And so they're kind of, they're, they're not, they're unsung heroes. They're not underdog players. Like nobody's expecting much from them, but 
whatever you're expecting, the top of that potential, they always achieve it every single game. So that's, you know, they, they seem like decent enough players, decent enough stories to root for, I guess. Yeah. You've 100%. got your, sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say it's, um, those are the kind of players that you start to rely on in the playoffs, you know, like it's the, it's the depth, it's the depth guys that really kind of make the team. Like you're obviously you're relying on your Josh Anderson and your Tyler Toffoli's to do the bulk of that scoring, but also the other team is expecting them to do the bulk of the scoring. So I feel like there's very much a case to be made for these depth guys kind of sneaking through the cracks and kind of just, again, like shoring up the scoring and being kind of a, a small revelation for, for the bottom six or the, the bottom four defense pairing or whoever. Exactly. And, and, and so like, that's the kind of, that, to me, that's the kind of uh, bottoms, that's the kind of formula that you need in your bottom six to win. Like, and, and I've said it on our podcast as well. A bottom six player or a fourth line player isn't just like a fourth line player. Like everybody thinks that it's like it's replacement level. And I don't think that's necessarily true. I think that there is such a thing as good fourth line players, good third line players. I think there's a difference in the caliber. And so I feel like when you're trying to make a playoff run, you need this caliber of third or fourth liner. Uh, If you're into weird facial hair, the entire uh, defense has decided that they're going to have weird porn star mustaches. Incredible. I'm very <laughs> upset about this, <laughs> but um, most of the fan base is not. <laughs> so they think it's ridiculous, but they're here for it. Uh, I personally cannot stand to look at it, but it, they seem to have some sort of team building, whatever going on. So if you're into that, if you're into porn star mustaches, <laughs> there you go. If you're into hot players, there's t- there's tons of them on this team. There's Ben Sherratt, there's Joel Edmondson, there's Shea Weber. Except there's now Josh Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> except, yeah, except now they all have uh, mustaches. They didn't get, uh, did get to do Movember. Movember is always a, a rough time in, uh, in hockey community. I always forget it's happening. And then it comes to like November 20th and I'm at a game and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is happening still, I see. <laughs> And you're like, oh, no. Wow. <laughs> well, um, and if you like just regular hair, not like if you like like really players with really good hair, uh, the Hams have plenty of them, right? You've got your Philippe Dano is like the least nice hair, but it's great. Jesperi uh, Kotkaniemi's got this like weird like plume plume thing going on <laughs> um, and and you know you've got you've got Tyler Toffoli obviously with the long hair you've got Josh Anderson with the long hair you've got Ben Chirot with like this glossy long hair um and then you've got John Merrill with uh ah, yes <laughs> that mullet whatever Alexander is going Romano. on on John Merrill's head <laughs> I, I whatever that is I have until just now but I wonder if he's behind the the mustache the mustache well they did do it after he got to the team but it it started with 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 Edmondson so I don't know if it was his idea or if he was just the first one to shave that way but John Merrill's like weird hair Alexander Romanov has gorgeous glossy flowing locks he's very good he's a delight um we'll get to that in a second and then you've got your Carey Price hair of course which is just, you know, Talk everything about Carrie Price, it seems like it's effortless and perfect. And it's just like, you, I, you know, like <laughs> I want to know how, like, who does his eyebrows and have wanted to know this since like 2013. His eyebrows are perfect and I don't understand. Well, 
Well, his wife is an influencer, so I wonder if she does it or she oh, has like okay. her person do his. <laughs> like, I wonder if that's a thing. So she's because she, but she's really big in like the Montreal influencer community. Coming just a minute, I've got the end of my conversation with Laura about why we should be rooting for the Habs. But first, I've got to tell you about RockAuto.com. With ever increasing number of makes and models of cars nowadays, it's basically impossible to stock everything that everyone needs in a traditional chain storefront. Why would you endure pointless, intimidating questioning from the counterman? Then you've got to wait while he orders the parts. He chooses the brand that his warehouse carries, the brand that's going to make him the most commission. The brand that's probably going to cost you the most money. You've got to wait for it to be in stock. You've got to pay for the labor. It's it's a whole big thing. You don't need to do any of that. You've got to you just stay home, go to rockauto.com on your computer or mobile. Rockauto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com. You can shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, uh, even things like new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, make sure you get everything you need in a few clicks. Derailleur. Delivered directly to your door. The catalog is unique. It's super easy to navigate. All you do is put your make a model of your car in and it will show you all the brands, the specifications and prices and you can just pick what you want. And best of all, those prices are always reliably low and they're the same if you're a professional or a do-it-yourselfer. Why would you spend twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck? Make sure you're right locked on in that how did you hear about this box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com and with all the money that you've saved at rockauto.com, why don't you try and make a little bit extra money by taking it over to bet online? Baseball season is in full swing. NHL playoffs are coming soon. Uh, they've just recently added odds for what team Jack Eichel is going to be traded to this offseason. If you want to make a little bit of extra money, bet online is the place for you. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including NLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. If there is a sport that you can bet on, BetOnline will have the odds for it. So before the next game, make sure you head to over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the bench anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. If you go to the website now, sign up today, receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON, all one word. It means if you put $50 in, they will give you $25 for free. If you put $100 in, they will give you $50 for free. It's literally that easy. So once again, that is betonline.ag. Use promo code LOCKEDON, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So let's now talk about delights, all right? Alexander Romano. He's kind of like, he reminds me of, I think it was Thomas Hurdle, who's like, whose tagline and his 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 uh, Twitter bio and everything was fun must be always. Yes, yes. That's that's how I would describe Alexander Romanov. It's so it's so great. Like literally since he showed up uh, last year, he was in the bubble. He was invited to uh, practice with the team in the bubble. He wasn't allowed to play uh, according to the NHL rules, but he showed up and, you know, everybody loved him. And, and he was just always smiling and happy and, and just, he seemed so enthusiastic. And then when he started playing for the Montreal Canadiens, he never looked back. Like once in a while, he's a little bit over-enthusiastic with his play. Uh, you know, when, when, when a player tries a little bit too hard and the passes aren't so crisp or there's like a little bit of mistake proneness in it. And he, he's, he's like that, you know, it's his first year. He's a rookie. Yeah, but, he's allowed to make mistakes. Exactly. But just the way that he is, 
the way that he behaves, it, it, it's just, it's so happy and joyful and delightful. And his attitude is just so great. I think Jeff Petrie uh, kind of, um, I feel like he's also just like this smiley guy, even though he's a lot more grown up and serious, but like Alexander Romano just sort of injects joy into the entire defensive core. Uh, and he, and he's, he's a fan favorite. He's really fun. Uh, Nick Suzuki. I, I need to talk to you about Nick Suzuki. Nick Suzuki is our cerebral genius player. He has this hockey sense that is unparalleled that like that we've seen. Obviously, I'm not comparing him to a guy like Sidney Crosby. I am not delusional, but I think that he is a great player with beautiful vision. He's very young and he's he's a very nice boy he's he's the kind of guy where like you can tell he has a really great relationship with his mom there's this other podcast this Habs podcast called happy hour and in the off season they got uh Nick Suzuki's mom to come on oh my god and it was delightful and she was and then you know everybody was like so what's Nick been doing in the summer and she's like he's been reading and chilling with us and I'm just like oh what a nice boy that's a nice young man He's a nice young man, exactly. It. And uh, when they all came back um, after the offseason into training camp, he showed up wearing a hoodie that said, please wash your hands. And I was sold. <laughs> I was like, this guy. Anyway, he's just, he's so good at seeing the ice. It's so beautiful. Like he'll see two plays ahead, three plays ahead. I feel like this is the kind of player that once he's done playing, he'd become a really good coach. He's just, he's so smart on the ice. He is, um, He's who I wanted for, for Josh Anderson. Um, obviously, that did not work out. We got a, a far inferior player. But when, <laughs> at the time when I was like, okay, Josh Anderson's probably going to the Habs. Who do we want in return? And I was like, I, I'd quite like Nick Suzuki. That would be nice. But it was, it was not to be. <laughs> It, it, it will not be to me, I don't think. And the thing is, like, he had his breakout in, the la in last year's playoffs, but he came back this year and he started the season really well. And then he had a slump and he did everything that it took mentally to get back, right? Like, he's the kind of guy that'll watch his own videos and be like, all right, this is what I need to practice. This is what I need to get better at. He'll do the work without even being asked. And I love that. And that's something that you can say for Kotkaniemi as well. He's unfortunately under a lot of scrutiny right now because he's struggling, but he's also being bounced up and down the lineup. And he's also a young, really fun, really delightful player. And he's the kind of guy where like, if you tell him what to do, he'll do it. He's just right now having some trouble because they're not being really clear with what they want from him. And he's struggling confidence wise, but Nick Suzuki's not that guy, right? Like he knows when he doesn't do well and you can tell every single time he makes a play that isn't that great, or he takes a penalty or whatever. The first thing he says in the post game is like, well, you know, I shouldn't have done that. I know I shouldn't have done that. Or I could have treated, you know, I could have done this better or whatever it was. And I just, I love just how mature he is and how smart he is. And, and I can't say enough about him. He's such a nice boy. Like if he ever gets milkshake ducked, I'm going to be devastated. Like I won't get out of bed for weeks. Uh, and, and, and that's just like, that's, that's just all these people that I talked about without even once mentioning the small goals boy himself. I did wonder, <laughs> I was like, Laura hasn't mentioned the small goals boy yet. This is either building up to something truly epic or something's gone horribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no it's I was I was saving my favorite for last and so Cole Caulfield was a surprise 
when they drafted him in Vancouver. I want to say it was the 2019 draft. It's honestly all the years blend together, but I know it wasn't that long ago. And I just remember very, very clearly that he dropped to 15th. The Canadians picked him at 15th and everybody was shocked that he was still available. And the size thing to me is just one of those hockey things that really bothers me. If you're skilled, you're skilled. It doesn't matter what, like he's so small. I, I cannot believe that he's actually five, seven. I'm looking at the Canadians website right now. And it says that he is five, seven. No, he like, is five, I, seven in skates. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Right. Like, it's it's I can't I can't believe that he's five seven like not even a little bit but anyway so it was a big surprise that the Canadians got him and I know a lot of uh, teams or a lot of fans were upset especially in, in like the Flyers uh, fandom that they picked somebody else instead of him because this guy has a lot of skill and really the only knock on him is that he's short uh and obviously they said that he needed to work on his defensive game which he has and he is continuing to do and he very much like Nick Suzuki will take away what you tell him will take away what he needs to do and and just apply it and try to get better and I, I love that about him and he's just he's an absolute delight and I, I just want to mention um one thing before I like get into like since he actually made the team but when he was still in Wisconsin Earlier this season, I remember this one lunchtime, there was a Habs press conference and Mark Bergevin was going to address the media. And it was about when the Canadians had to pause because uh, one of them tested positive for uh, COVID-19 and another person had been in co close contact with him. So the entire team shut down for a week and a bit. I think it was a it was 10 days total, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and at some point during that week, Mark Bergevin was going to address the media about it. So <laughs> you they start they stream their their uh, Zoom conferences on Twitter. When you click on it, you can see who else that you follow has also joined the press conference. <laughs> and one of our podcast favorite people in uh, who's who's been a, a frequent guest and he's so awesome. He managed to catch when Cole Caulfield joined the press conference. And I just thought that was the cutest, dorkiest thing in the world. <laughs> it was like, it was way before like his team had made their, whatever their, their playoffs or tournament. And he was just like, he's a, he's a kid in school. He's probably like sitting around and he's like, Oh, there's a press conference. I should join it. And it was just like the nerdiest little thing. You know what I mean? He didn't have to. It was just like, I'm eventually going to be a Montreal Canadian. So I should, I should do the homework, I guess. And so I just like, that was one of the cutest, dorkiest thing he's ever done. And then when he actually got signed and he was in Wisconsin doing his, uh, you know, entry-level contract press conference before he came to Laval, they asked and the media asked him, what do you plan to do in your seven day quarantine when you arrive in Canada? And he was like, I'm going to finish my homework. Oh, honey. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, baby. Right? He's like, he's debuting for Laval at the end of the week, but he's still going to finish his homework. You know, he's got like a, what is it like? And it, what's an entry level contract? Is it like 800,000, 900, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like, it's like 950. <laughs> something <think>. like that <laughs> and he's like I'm gonna do my yeah, homework and he shows up 
<laughs> in Laval plays like I think he played like two and a half games or three games or whatever and scored like five goals something ridiculous and in a very short amount of time and immediately the Canadians called him up as soon as they had an emergency call up available and he has just been smiling and delighted the entire time like you can tell when he's playing sometimes you can tell he's like I can't believe I'm sitting on an NHL bench I can't believe I'm like on this team right and the team loves him it's like they adopted a puppy it's so cute it's a little bit scary because Corey Perry has kind of taken him under his wing and it's like I saw that and was like oh dear (laughs) (laughs) on our podcast I was like I'm gonna start worrying about Cole Caulfield if he starts collecting infinity stones (laughs) like (laughs) But in the meantime, he's just, he's so delightful, delighted. And I just, I can't like, he's always smiling. I just, I cannot imagine him in a bad mood. And he brings joy to so many people. And in Tyler Toffoli's player tribute, players tribune article from today, he said that like, he still gets really nervous when Carrie Price or Shea Weber talk to him. <laughs> and I was just like, these are your teammates, dude. Well, it's unfortunately so I would die for him now. <laughs> I know, right? (laughs) That's why I saved the best for last. Are you convinced yet? Well, uh, yeah, I'm sold. I don't know about, I don't know about my listeners, but I think, (laughs) and again, I still have a couple of teams that I need to talk to about this, but this might be my my choice, you know, between Josh Anderson and Tyler Toffoli. And um, I know that Eric Stahl has kind of dropped off a, a cliff for you guys, but I love him very much and want to see him succeed um so you know that's a that's a big plus and Cole Caulfield just being the most delightful human on the face of the earth like it's it's a lot of a lot of positives for me hopefully there's a lot of positives for for my listeners as well um if they do indeed want to join the small goals boy fan club uh where can where can they find you in your show we are at LO underscore Canadians on Twitter and we post a lot of gifts of jo- Josh Anderson or we are going to uh, <laughs> feeding Montreal Canadians fans thirst for Josh Anderson is one of our goals in this downtime between the regular season and playoffs. Uh, and we post a lot of Cole Caulfield content. So just find us uh, at LO underscore Canadians and our show is Locked On Canadians. You can find us wherever you get your podcast, especially where you get this one. So yeah, hopefully you'll see, hopefully you'll see a few of us, a few of us over there when, when the North division finally manages to start the playoffs. 10 years from now. Yeah. (laughs) Cole Caulfield will be six foot tall when the, when the playoffs start. (laughs) Can you please tweet that? That's all the time I've got for today. Tomorrow, I've got a very exciting guest for you all for my 100th episode. Uh, and I'm not going to tell you who it is. You'll have to you'll have to tune in and and wait and see. Uh, but that's that is tomorrow. So make sure you keep your eye out for that. Uh, I have been Jay Foster. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, I am at Jay the Goalie. If you'd like to follow this podcast, we are L O underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on. <laughs>